You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 243. Today, we're talking all about how to create your best work. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mind Your Business Podcast. I am your host, James Wedmore. And I'm Jelly Cedeno, and I'm back. And she's back! And we're super excited, so thank you so much for tuning in today. We have an entire episode dedicated to helping you create your best work, to unleash a new level of creativity, and to put the best stuff out there, like to unlock that message, that content that you have with inside of you, and unleash it to the world, and have people say, holy cow, you blew my mind. I'm so excited for this because this is my favorite time of year when we go in the creative process and start making our best work of the year. So I'm really excited for you to share this. Yes. One of the reasons that actually like what inspired this episode, which by the way, this is kind of a hint into some of this is the process that we have, which we'll be going into today, which is that it's the time of the year right now where our team goes to work creating our eight part binge worthy video series called The Rise of the Digital CEO. Now, did you watch it last year? Because the feedback was extraordinary. We had so many people saying these were the best videos they'd ever seen. It was the most valuable, most creative, most entertaining, most business transforming series they'd ever seen. And wow, that feels really great. But did you know, Jilly, that in the back of my head the entire time, I was like, yeah, but it can be so much better. Yes, I didn't know that because I know you so well. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And that's actually one of the things we'll get into too is like, when, when is like good, good enough, even when you have that bar for excellence? Uh, so we'll get into all that today. But I want to give you guys some quick updates. We're back from Maui. Aloha. Aloha. Maui, wowie. We had a good time. <laughs> Maui, wowie. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. It was a blasty blast. It was amazing. We were there with our top three affiliates for Business by Design, spoiling them because they're amazing and we just had a blast. So it was Coach Glitter, Tiffany Lee Bymaster, yes. Brandon Lucero, and Tyler McCall. And Tyler McCall. What a crew. And what a, what an amazing group of people to spend a week in Maui with. That's the dream, by the way. That's always been my dream. When I was getting started, I would envision me and my friends. I mean, it's a little silly, but like me and my friends just driving down the street in our Lamborghinis. I know, <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but what I wanted was my good friends and I wanted them to be successful. I wanted them to have the same mindset that I was adopting at the time. And I wanted to be able to not let time and money be a constraint that didn't let you live your best life. And look, that dream didn't fulfill the way I had expected it to. I actually don't see or hang out with many of the friends that I used to when I first started this journey. Instead, I got new friends. Mm -hmm. 
friends that were already at that level, already had that mindset. And so my dream did come true, but I had to let go. And that's probably something you guys notice a lot too. Like as you grow and evolve and step into this role of being the digital CEO of your business, you probably see that like some of the people you used to hang out with, you just don't hang out with anymore. They kind of just fall away and that's, that's okay. Like some doors have to close in order for new ones to open. I've always noticed that, but we think we're losing people. No, we're just attracting newer people that match our wavelength. We'll build you up. Support you, get you, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Anyway, so that's always a dream for me. Like the fact that we're sitting there, like they're off getting a whole spa treatment. And it's like, you want to go do this thing? Yeah, of course. You want to go have this fancy dinner? You want to go buy a $250 bottle of wine? Yeah, why not? Another bottle? Okay, yeah. And that's the dream. Like that's the dream, right? Because what good is the money you are making if you're not spending it and using it to create amazing experiences, cultivate relationships, and ultimately just generate memories that make your life amazing. I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but my mantra this year has been the more I spend, the more I make. Wow. (laughs) I love that. You guys can all adopt that Mm -hmm. right now. The more I spend, the more I make. Well, I, I've always thought that because two things, first of all, I look at, I look at money as like a river. Mm -hmm. So not a dam, not a stagnant pond, but a river that I've got to let it flow out if I want to have more come in. Because what I'm saying and what you're telling your body at a subconscious level is that if it's hard to let it go, you're also simultaneously saying, well, then it's, it must be hard to bring in. Exactly. And, and I really do think you have to lead first by letting it go freely and you'll notice it come back in. Now, again, I'm saying that with a disclaimer of being responsible. Don't be an idiot. Like, Correct. oh, okay, I'll just go, you know, spend $100,000 that I don't have. That's not what I said. But if you're white knuckling the money that you do have, especially because we're entrepreneurs, like, yes, but like making more, investing more is the way to grow. And we did a whole episode on the last episode, episode 242, talking about Mind Your Money with Mr. Mel Abraham. If you didn't listen to that episode, please listen to that next because the reviews, the feedback we got from that episode alone were amazing because we talked about how to manage your money once it comes in, what to do with it. And this is a conversation that like most people don't have. They're not talking about it. And let's just be honest, there's a lot of people out there that you may even look up to and follow that are touting the money they're making, but this is what we call launch math, marketer math. Vanity numbers. Vanity numbers, where it's like, okay, they might've made money, but how much are you keeping and what are you doing with that? And I've been blessed to learn all of my money management lessons early on. Cost me a lot of money to learn them. And now I can teach them to you so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that I did, which is just gonna delay your growth and delay the impact you wanna have. So we're back. We're back in the office. And speaking of the office... We're only back for a couple of days because we're moving. We're moving. We're moving to a brand new office and it's bigger, it's better, and it's like a block away. Exactly. Back to our old building, our back to our roots. Yeah, we're actually... It's going to be in the building that we used to be in, but it's a different office space. I think it's like... I have to check the lease, but I think it's 1,400 square feet. It's definitely bigger than what we have now. We just outgrew this place. Super fast. Uh, I don't feel inspired and creative in this place at all. No, there's a lot of clutter everywhere because there's no space. Everywhere. Guys, if you saw my office right now, I've got... Legos. Legos everywhere. Why are there Legos everywhere? Everywhere. (laughs) There's like clothes and books. Oh my gosh, the amount of books. I've got like unhung picture frame. We just ran out of space. Crystals also everywhere. (laughs) What are all these crystals doing here? Crystals and Legos. (laughs) That's pretty much my life. And I don't need to tell you how important environment is 
to your success, that your environment needs to inspire creativity. Boy, that's got to be something we're going to talk about today. Exactly. I just don't. I don't feel the same here. I don't I don't love the energy in this place anymore. And again, we can Marie Kondo the crap out of this place. But at one point or another, we have to say, okay, we just don't have enough space because we have a lot of bodies. Yeah, I was just going to say you can't Marie Kondo people. Yeah, we're not going to re- Marie Kondo the team. We're well, not you gonna, could, but we, d- they all spark joy for they us. They all spark so. joy, so I can't throw them out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's time. We're moving on up mm-hmm. to bigger place. We're so excited about that. We move Monday. So, yeah, so while you're listening episode. to this episode, mm-hmm. we are moving. Mm-hmm. So pumped. Can you just imagine how much better the podcast episodes are going to get when we're in a much more creative inspiring environment absolutely it's been every time we move it's so fun just putting the office together and making it a creative space so i can't wait to see what we do with the next one yeah by the way guys before we get into this episode which i just think you're gonna love i want to do some shout outs to you guys some of our listeners here because you guys send us feedback and reviews every single day and it means the world to us so thank you, thank you. This one is a is a five-star review that was left on iTunes by Kate V, which if you haven't left a review uh, yet, please, it definitely helps our rankings in the, in the iTunes ranking algorithm nerdy stuff. You can just head over to jameswilburn.com forward slash iTunes, or you can search for it on your iTunes. I know it takes a second, but we love it. It keeps us really inspired and motivating to create our best content for you. So this is from Kate V. She says, I had a list of podcasts that I'd go back and forth listening to each day. And since I found James, he's all I listen to. Wow. Jilly and I are all that she (laughs) listens to. It's the perfect mix of woo, my absolute favorite, and business, something I'm very new to. He's amazing. All of his guests have been so inspiring and full of insight. I just can't get enough. Kate, thank you so much. It's amazing. I love the hashtag one more woo. Let's send her something. Okay. Let's send her a deck of our business affirmation cards. So Kate, if you're listening to this episode, since I know you will, because you listen to all of them and you can't get enough, go ahead and hit me up on Instagrams and send me a DM letting me know, hey, I'm Kate V. And give us your address and we'll send you over a deck of our business affirmation cards, which only are, you can't buy these. You can't get them anywhere. They're only available to our customers and students of the Business by Design community. And I'm more than happy to send you one for leaving that review. They were my favorite creative piece of work last year. Oh, people are freaking out about these. A couple more really quick that are just awesome wins. Uh, We want to give a shout out to Karina who said, thank you so much for kicking my ass into action through your podcast. I just hit $4,000 and I still have one more day to go in my launch. It's awesome. I only have 300 people in my email list and I use no ads. Didn't even post on my feed. Just daily value on my stories and emails. Crazy. Karina, congratulations. And I'm honored that this podcast was able to kick your ass a little bit. I love that. That's the goal. And this is from Shauna. She said, James, I just launched my founding member course after doing business by design and listening to episode 225 of the Mind Your Business podcast, which by the way, was an episode all about how to attract your first hundred members. So apparently that worked because she filled hers up. It's awesome. And I can't wait to relaunch. Thank you, James, for all that you do. So excited to finally get out of my own way and just start without having everything figured out. Yes, just do it. It's really amazing to know that there are people listening. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to have this thing in your ears and you hear this guy's voice, blah, 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 every day. But are you listening? Because I know there are people are. I mean, that's proof right there. So Shauna, congrats. I'm so excited for you. This is awesome. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. 
All right, so let's get into today's episode. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jilly, are you ready? I'm ready. She's ready. Okay, so we are knee deep, no, forehead deep. I'm in over my head in the creative process of the 2019 Business by Design video series. Guys, I can't wait for you guys to see us. It is going to be 10 times better than last year. I shouldn't be saying that because I don't want to oversell it, but it is. And last year, the feedback was amazing. But it is an intense process. In fact, personally, if I'm being really candid, this is, I've probably struggled the most with this one this year. It has been a slow and arduous process. Yeah, a couple months, I feel like. Yeah, okay. So I wanna help you with this because you're probably listening to this podcast because you are in some way an online influencer, uh, a personal brand, you're a coach, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're monetizing your knowledge, your expertise, your wisdom, right? And that's okay if it's not you. We have a lot, by the way, we have a lot of people, like a lot of Jilly's friends who are like not in biz Mm -hmm. at all, listen to the podcast and they're like, give me some more of that woo stuff. Uh, So you can have all that. But again, it's it's not wrong if you're not. But for those that are, this is the type of business you run. You know, content is like your paintbrush. Your medium, you know, whether it's like video or a podcast or Facebook Live, that's the canvas. And I really do. Like, this is a creative outlet for us. Content is the way in which we express our creativity. Even if you like to tell yourself the story that I'm not creative. No, 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 no. Creative doesn't need to be like, oh, I created a sculpture and it looks just like the real thing. Or I painted a painting and it looks just like this vase of flowers. That's not the only way to being creative is just creating. And we're creating content. And this is an outlet for us. And a lot of times, I think some of the most successful, influential content creators, like they just can't hold it in. Like it's just naturally who they are. I mean, this even doing this podcast, we take five minutes to make some notes together and then we just go, we just start talking, right? However, that being said, it's not just a creative outlet. This isn't just playtime for you, okay? It's our content that serves the function, the tool of first and foremost, positioning you as the authority. Okay, if you're not doing that, no one's gonna buy from you, no one's gonna pay attention to you. The brain is wired to sift and sort through that which it seems relevant and important. And if it doesn't see you as the number one, the go-to, and the authority, it moves on. Well, and just that if you're not creating content, just to create content. Yes. Intentional content. Yes, 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 yes. And one of the intentions would be first and foremost positioning you as an authority, right? You don't go, hey, let me, I want to learn Instagram. Let me go to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. You don't. Your brain is going, does this person know what they're talking about? Who's the best? How many times do you see in Facebook groups? Hey, who's the best at this? Who knows this better than anybody, right? So the brain's already sifting and sorting that. Yet chances are you're sitting there going, who am I to be doing this? I'm not an authority. I'm not an expert. I guarantee you the more you tell that story, the more you're pushing away sales, the more you're pushing away the impact you want to have, the more you just can't help people. And pushing away the creative juices too. Well, that as well. When you realize that content first and foremost, like you sharing and teaching great content and letting those creative juices flow, that actually is the thing that positions you as an authority. Things get a heck of a lot easier because it's not about being the best in the world. It's not, because how do you measure that? You can't. How would you know if you're the best or if someone is better than you? I know people that have been doing things longer than I have. That doesn't make them better because it could have taken them longer to learn it. They may not be able to help as many people. They can't help people as effectively. You could spend a lot of time learning the wrong things, going in the wrong direction. So time has nothing to do with it. And better is all relative anyways, depending on 
who your audience is, what they want, what they want to see, exactly. what they like to watch. Exactly. So if we kind of start from this idea that what you know and where you are right now is perfect for somebody who's a step or two or three behind you, great. You're an authority to them. You know, if you were teaching someone how to start a business, okay, you're not an authority to how to take somebody to a billion dollar company, but that doesn't mean you can't be an authority for somebody on how to start a business, right? So who are you already an authority to, whether you wanna to choose to accept it or not? And when we understand that the content that we're creating is an opportunity to position you as an authority, well, fantastic. But it does a few more things. Your content is there to create demand for your products, to create demand for the offers that you have, what you sell. We're not just creating content for content's sake. It's intentionally designed to create demand for what you sell. Right. And a lot of people say that, oh, you know, I don't want to feel salesy or I don't like selling. Well, this is a great way to pour your heart and soul into something and have it work for you so that you don't have to do that. So stuff. you don't have to sell. I mean, mm -hmm. that is, I mean, effective content marketing and effective teaching really makes the majority of selling and like the old way of selling the pushy sleazy used car salesperson type selling obsolete in your business, hundred percent. And finally, this is the doozy. It helps people. Wow. Groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, but it's a creative process and that's what I want to share with you. It's essential. It's irrelevant. It, it does all these things. If you want to sell more of your products, you need to be positioned as an authority. You want to help people. So we got to, have an effective creative process for doing this. But despite how essential this is, it really does tend to be something that so many entrepreneurs struggle with. How many times do we experience our students and they get into these like content writer blocks where they're like, I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to talk about. Or how do you come up with content ideas? How, how do you, yeah, I'm out of content ideas, right? Well, you know, the well is dry. And I just like challenge that. No, it's not. You're just not tapping into it. So we want to share a bit of my creative process and how we're, I mean, how I can come up with 240 episodes on a podcast. That's a lot of content. Mm -hmm. How I can have over 300 videos on YouTube, courses, you know, how we come out with the content for our business by design training series, all of that stuff and how it can for the most part, flow really easily. And what I do when it's not flowing easily, it's, I mean, I, it, yeah, I, I struggle with it just as much as you guys do. I just have tools that I can use that will get me out of that struggle. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one of the hints into our creative process is notice that this episode that we're creating right now is inspired by what I'm going through. I look at life in general as my teacher. You know, it, it kind of feels cliche, but it's true. Every day is an opportunity to learn and it's an opportunity to grow. And so if we're teachers using our content to help others, then isn't the best source of content right in front of you based on what you're experiencing in your life? How can what you just went through or what you're going through right now, you want to be careful that you're not like just like emotionally vomiting over your listeners or your viewers or your Facebook live attendees. Oh my God, I'm in the worst thing right now. And let me just vent to you. People do that. And it's like, okay, I, I love this, but you came on a little strong. I'm sending you good vibes. <laughs> yeah, but see you later. And then it's like, so will you please buy from me? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just like, while you're listening to this, why don't you just get present to what's going on in your life right now or something maybe you just went through and it doesn't need to be drama filled. It doesn't need to be this like earth shattering problem. It's just like, what are you going through right now? For me, I'm looking like 
hey, we're working on our writing and scripting and video creation process. What a great opportunity to create an episode around that and the ups and downs of that process and what I've learned from years and years of doing this and refining my process. There we go, right? So you can immediately look around to anything going on in any area of your life. Yeah, and that's just another way to use leverage to your advantage because you're going through something already. So instead of creating new ideas and putting yourself through the, all this pressure of coming up with brand new spanking ideas, you can just look like what James said into what you're going through in your life and how you can share those lessons with your audience. Yeah, I mean, so easy, right? So notice like as much as, first of all, I think we have to stop telling the story. They're like, I have nothing else to talk about. There's no, I don't know what to say, right? Like, you know, when you're right, you're right. So you have to stop that story first and then you can start and be like, well, wait a second, I can just look around. As my dad would say, success comes in cans, not in cannots. <laughs> Did he, he, he says that to you? He had a little can. All right, on, dad, I get it. He had a little can on his desk, literally, that said that. Okay, growing up, I think it was like in fifth grade, there was a teacher that had a can and there were eyeballs all over it. And I never got it. It Like years later, I saw someone else reference it and I finally got it. I was like, why is there an eyeball can? <laughs> why? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I was I was like eleven, so give me a little break here. It was like, oh, it's an eye can. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dad joke, but it's so funny. <laughs> I can. I love that we both I, had these. <laughs> I know. I can can. Let me let me ask you one question, Jilly. Are you an American? <laughs> American. Or American? <laughs> All right. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to take you through four phases that I notice when I'm in a creative process, like when we're creating content, and I want it to be my best work, and you want yours to be your best work as well. I mean, our video series got watched by over 20-something thousand people, and we launched it twice, so like double that, like almost 40,000 people, Mm -hmm. and the breakthroughs, the insights, the impact that it had was tremendous. People are still talking about that series. So I want to help you have your best work, even if you're telling yourself stories like I'm not creative. Just knock that off. And before we get into it, I really want, this is like the biggest takeaway. I really want to let you all know you cannot force this. In fact, it's forcing it that makes it worse. You have to like surrender. You have to let go. You have to get out of your head about it. You really do just have to let it flow. You do. And so, man, I just, cause like not all the best answers are just gonna be you focusing on it, right? Just like we've all had those experiences where our best ideas come when we're driving, going for a walk, you're in the shower. It's the same thing here. So don't force it. If you notice yourself forcing it, walk away. And I think it's so important not to give yourself like a really tight deadline and really give yourself the space and the grace to go through the process. Absolutely. And in the back of my mind, I'm doing the opposite of forcing it because forcing it is coming from fear that you're not going to get it done. It's not going to be good enough and you're not going to get it done on time. Mm -hmm. And so the antithesis of this is letting go of the process. I mean, I'll give you a process. It's like letting go of the process of how this is going to flow and how this is going to look and just know when it's all said and done, it's going to be exactly what it needs to be, exactly what your audience needs to hear. 
and it's going to be perfect or it's going to be good enough. It's going to be ready to put out there. And you have to just trust that. You have to be operating from that belief, from that place that it's going to be amazing. You'll hear me with the team, right, Julie? I'm just like, I'm only on video one. But when it's done, it's going to be amazing. Like, I just, I know it, you know, I'm operating from that place. Mm-hmm. And then I'm willing to do whatever the process actually guides me to do to make that a reality. And we'll go into what that looks like. I, but I think that's the most important piece. You can't force this and you really have to stay in a place of knowing that it will come all out and figure itself out in the end. It can still take something from you. Let me, let me tell you, it still takes something from you. Yeah, because this is one of the 5% activities as a digital CEO you should be working on. It's just like a launch during this time. It's a very sacred process for you and in your business. So clearing everything else off your plate is super important and spending time in self care, doing things that inspire you so that you don't rush it. Yes. And that you do stay present to what you're feeling. Yes. This really is one of the 5% activities because it's the messaging, it's the content, it's everything you're sharing that positions you as authority, creates the demand, helps people and ultimately sells your products for you. Now, the good news is even if you just came up with an outline or the angle or the positioning, you could actually hire copywriters to fill in the gaps, like all that good stuff. Um, but they're going to be led so much better when you're when it comes from you first, right? So let's jump into these four phases. They're, they're pretty simple. The first phase is what I call the gather phase. Now, the gather phase is where I'm just like casting the net and keeping my antennas up and out and just going about business per usual and realizing that everywhere I look, especially when you're in it, like let's pause here for a second because I wanna say that I think one of the reasons why people struggle so much to come up with content or have anything to share is because they're trying to gain clarity from the sidelines and that just doesn't work. That's like trying to learn the game without actually playing it and so It's so much easier to learn what to say, what the message needs to be, what content to create when you're in it, when you're talking to customers and prospects, working with them, seeing their questions, interacting with them, coaching them, teaching them, listening to them. It's all right there in front of you. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how many times I see people not willing to pick up the phone and reach out to their audience and actually talk to a real human. Completely. But that's, that's where it all begins, right? So people are waiting for clarity before they take action. Now we need to be in action first and more and more of that clarity comes up. So in this gather phase, anytime I'm coaching, talking, whatever, doing my normal thing, I'm keeping an eye open for content that has an especially like profound impact on my students and I make a note of it. I have an Evernote file and I can be like, Ooh, something about this, right? Or certain questions or big objections. I'm taking note. I'm gathering and just taking it all in. I'm not trying to sort it. I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm not trying to do anything about it. Just taking it all in, right? Also, you'll notice that some days you just get really inspired to say like a quote or a thought or a perspective or to challenge someone's misconception about how they approach things. Take note of that. And we do a lot of those and then we test them out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We put them out on the Instagrams and the ones that get a ton of engagement, a ton of likes, a ton of shares, we go, wow, our audience really resonates with that. 
I take note of that. I look at the comments to see how people are responding and what they're thinking about it, how they're seeing. This is all part of this gathering phase. And I'm just collecting, 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 collecting. Notes, ideas, notes, ideas, comments, questions, thoughts, feedback, types of content that worked, et cetera. And I'm just bringing it all in. Yeah, and it really goes back to creating intentional content even with like the micro content that you're creating on Instagram and how can you use that or use those little pieces as data entry and just in this gather phase collecting more and more details about what your audience is looking for yes so that's the first phase I mean that's that's pretty simple like I can spend a whole year doing that I'm not saying you should but I'm saying basically when you're not in these other phases the whole rest of your time should be spent in this phase But then that takes us to the second phase. And I call this phase resting with intention. You stop collecting more data. You stop with the gathering and you start to take a step back. I get very intentional about, it's not just about resting. It's about putting myself in environments to be inspired, whether it's a spa day or going to the beach, going for walks, anything. But I'm doing this with an intention. And it's really the big intention of starting to put put that that intention out there of what does my my audience want? Let me say that again. That intention of what does my audience want? And if I'm creating something like like a video series, where do I want my audience to end up at the end of this? Like where's the debt, where am I taking them? What is the results that I want them to have? How do I want them to feel? How do I want them to feel throughout this? And how do I want them to feel when they walk away? And I'm really just leading with those types of questions and I'm resting with intention. And this is the tricky part. This is the rule I break all the time. I try not to write, which is the next phase, the creating phase, until I just can't help it any longer. Like you should, it really should be like a part of you that's ripping you out of your rest and just, I can't help it. I got to start writing, right? Like even those times where you're like, we've had these moments, right? Where like something just pops in your head and you're like, stop everything. I got to put it down. Do it and then go back to the resting. Like just make the quick notes or a voice chat or something and go back to resting. But I'm really trying to like build up the tension and the momentum as much as I can in this phase. And then I'll actually oscillate back between phase two, this resting with intention and the creating phase. Uh, And I'll go back to resting when I feel like I need more of that. So like today, I'm writing today. I woke up this morning, did a little resting morning routine, did a little writing. I'll probably do a little rest this afternoon and then I'll go back into a whole nother session today. But I think this... The resting with intention is very powerful and it comes back to think, yes, things like Mm self-care and whatnot, but understand that like when you take your mind off of things, that's when all the creative cool ideas tend to come in. Yeah. This is the most like backwards step in the process, but it's the most important one and it's the one that's skipped most frequently. Yes. So that would take us to step three. This is the creating phase and oh my goodness. There's so much we could talk about here. Again, if we've led with this intention of who is my audience? What do they want? Where do I want to lead them to? Where do I want them to end up? What type of results they want to have and how do they want to feel? We can get going with that. Now, a great place I like to start, which might help you, because I think this is the hardest part is when people, some people look at that blank page and the little blinking cursor and they're just like, oh my goodness. So intimidating. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you like a great jumping off point. One of the first things I do once I'm clear on the intention of where I want to take people is 
I say, well, if they're not there already, if they didn't get to that destination that I want to help get them to, why are they not there? What prevented them from getting there themselves? And chances are it's because they're making mistakes. They have misconceptions or beliefs or stories and thoughts that don't align with the destination. And that's where I start. I start by identifying all those, identify the mistakes, the beliefs, etc., And that really helps me to create a jumping off point. And I just start writing. Now, you'll remember like two years ago, we had uh, New York Times bestselling author Jonathan Fields come to one of our masterminds. Yes. He talked about there are two types of writers that he's seen in his life. One is the very slow, well, they're both slow. <laughs> the, <laughs> writer, slow process. the writer that just sits there and then basically writes their final draft in one sitting. Like they just kind of stare at it and then they go. Then there's the other type, which is me, where they get this ugly, disgusting version out on paper and then they refine it and refine it and refine it and refine it. When he shared that distinction, I thought that was so fascinating because I was like, oh, good, there's only two types of us, so I can't be that bad. <laughs> But that is how I write. I do multiple, multiple, multiple drafts. That might be how you write. So if that is, I got some tips for you because I have some experience there. You got to give yourself some permission to make that first draft just awful. That's what helps me. The quicker that I learned and got on board with this idea that, hey, the second draft will be better and it takes four or five drafts for me now, we'll just get the first one out of your way. Yeah, sometimes you just have to literally brain dump everything so that new ideas can flow through. Yes, yes, yes. So I just start writing and I just, I even just say like, this sentence sucks, meh. I'll leave little meh and blah, blah, blahs at the end and I just keep going, I keep going, okay? Then I go back and I read it again. I, I read out loud because it's a video script And you want to hear it. You want to hear the tonality as well, right? And I do multiple drafts. I mean, I just go over and over and over. It's almost like I'm sanding away like an old coat of varnish to find the original wood. <laughs> It's down there somewhere, I swear, right? But it really is it's like a stripping away process. And I'm really doing two things in those multiple drafts. Or three things. First of all, I'm moving around the content. I'm like, uh, this should be better here. Let's move this here. So I'm constantly moving things around like you're rearranging your living room until you're like, ooh, it all fits together nice. But then I'm trying to strip away or take out as much as I can. Less is more. You think that by giving more content that you're helping people more than the other person? No, 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 no. You want to give as much value in the least amount of content as possible. It's a person who has the most eloquent, and that means like most concise, fewest steps that wins. Mm-hmm. Always, right? Would you rather learn a 732-step process for making a million dollars or seven steps, right? Seven. Yeah, okay. So I'm stripping away. I was like, ah, oh, we don't really need this. Uh. Or how can you even uh, say things more powerfully more, in less words? More powerfully in less words, 100%. It's like, okay, this was a whole paragraph. Can I say it in a sentence? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because we're using video as the medium, I get to look at ways and like, well, can I say this on camera so that I don't, I can say it quicker, more concisely. Yeah. Say it in like body language or a visual or a visual or B roll or, you know, a story a hundred percent. Okay. So this is a long process for me. 
And it starts really with just giving myself permission to be messy and just start writing. Your first draft isn't going to be your last draft. Unless, of course, you're this other type of writer, which you're just weird to me. I just don't get that. And I'm sure you guys who are weird think I'm weird. We were talking about this in Hawaii. I think Brandon and Josh both said that they're the other. Yes, I know Brandon is. I've asked him. Mm -hmm. He'll just stare and then it just comes out and it's like the perfect draft for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you know. I feel like it takes the same amount of time either way. You know, it's not about a speed thing. It's just a process thing. So find out which one you are. Okay, here's one of the great tips I want to share. And I actually learned it. Jilly came up with this. I thought it was brilliant because we would watch the old video series. And that was when we were noticing watching the old video series when it was all together. It was like, oh, wow, we missed this. Oh, we should have done this here. So she said, well, why don't you, when you write this script record yourself and just listen back to the audio. And that's exactly what I started doing. And I just, it allowed me to put myself in the viewer's shoes and not having to read it, just receive it. And I could feel for the flow. I could feel where, ooh, this needs to be here or this, we need to be done with this sooner or this could go longer here. And that was powerful. So I've recorded myself saying all the scripts and I'm just listening to them two or three times actually. That is like one of the best hacks I think we can give. And that's all Jilly. Integrating that. (laughs) (laughs) Integrate R. All right. And that really takes us to the refining phase. I think we really need time to be able to step away from the creation and then look at it with a fresh set of eyes. That's why I try to get started as early as possible because I just feel like when I come back to it, again in this fourth phase the refining phase i'm going to see things that i didn't catch yeah because when you're in it and you're creating it and you're brain dumping everything you're so close to it at that moment so close to it so to have this additional phase to create this space for this additional time before you go and you know go live with it is absolutely been crucial for us yeah and maybe you're sharing it with a friend or an audience member that you're close to getting their feedback, seeing if they are feeling what your intention is that they feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I hope these four phases offers anything for you guys. The biggest one just being like, when you have phases, it'll allow you to surrender and trust a bit more and not force it. Mm -hmm. When there is a gather phase where you're just receiving and then you're resting where you're kind of like subconsciously starting to put it all together. And then the physical act of phase three, the creating phase, and then this final phase where you get to like reflect and refine is going to help assist you in letting your best work come through you. Mm-hmm. And this really is a sacred process. You really do need to trust the process and give yourself permission to create your own I'm not saying I have the process. I'm saying this is what I discovered is what I needed. And you'll need to discover the same for yourself. Now, this all comes with a big disclaimer because I don't want to intimidate and overwhelm you that you don't need to create fancy videos like we do. No, this could even be like for a blog post. This could could be for your podcast. Mm -hmm. This could be for a Facebook Live. And it doesn't need to be writing. It's whatever your creative process is. It's very important. It's very important that you know that the reason why we do videos is for no other reason than because there's two. Number one, I freaking love it. So if you don't love it, why would you do it? Why? It's called business by design, not business by what I hate doing. (laughs) Yeah. Right? That domain is probably available. (laughs) Okay? And number two, because I also love it, and we're also, by the way, good at it, being a little braggadocious right there. Number two, 
most people are unwilling to do it. So we're finding the things, and you need to do that too. What are the things that you're really good at that come easy to you, that are natural and enjoyable, but like not the whole rest of the world does it. Mm -hmm. And so you can be unique in doing it. That can become part of your competitive advantage. And look, most people just kind of cry and complain. Video takes too much time and it's too much effort. I go, good. Exactly. That's why we do it. So we'll go do it. Yeah. Yeah. And we do have, uh, you know, a big team, so it makes it a little easier. Well, yeah, us. it's easier um, today. It wasn't when, right. when we started, right. <laughs> you know, it was just like Jilly and I and Ryan, but I'm not successful because I used video. Mm -hmm. I'm successful, however you define success, because I focused on doing what I love and doing what most were not willing to do and giving it a hundred percent, following a creative process, letting my best work come forward. And if you're here and you're still listening, you have a gift of content that is your medium, your paintbrush, your art. And I'm not here to determine what that is. I don't know what that is. You do. But I do believe that when you create a process or you can follow the one that I've outlined, you too can put your best work out there. That's when you get to reach more people. You get to help them at a deeper level. You get to position yourself as an authority in your marketplace. And you get to create demand and desire for what you sell, which means selling it becomes a heck of a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And I would say if and when you do have a team, including them in the process, of this content creation phase is really important because especially employees that are full-time, they love to see an idea come to fruition from start to finish. So however you can be like bouncing ideas off of them, including them in the brainstorming process, even in the gather phase, say you have a customer support person and they're kind of the front line or a community manager, the front line in your groups or in your inbox, they're going to be the ones that might be able to point out different mistakes or misconceptions that they see come through and you can just have them help you with that. I mean, this is huge because Jilly's bringing up one of our super competitive advantage secrets. I've told you before that great companies get built by great teams. And one of our secrets to attracting a great team is that we find time and time again, great team members leave the companies that they're working for because their ideas, their gifts, and their strengths aren't being utilized. So exactly what Jilly is talking about, we're very intentional about listening to every member of the team, letting them create ideas, new concepts, even like crazy radical ideas that are just out of left field. We create a space where it's really safe to share even just the most ridiculous ideas. And then they get to see their ideas come to life. Mm -hmm. And time and time again, people want to come to work for us. They want to leave other companies because they want to be in an environment where they're heard, where they're listened to, and they get to see the stuff that they come up with get created. And this video series for us is an opportunity for that. If you guys think it's all me, it's not. So many of the ideas that get implemented are just because we're crowdsourcing from the team. Mm -hmm. And that is really a huge big process that even if you're like, well, I don't have a team yet. Okay, you do have a team. You have a support system. You have friends, you have family, you have a spouse. They should be contributing ideas. You should be listening to them, getting their feedback mm -hmm. and letting them help you. So I hope we've 
helped you a bit today because having a process and focusing on this so you can create your best work is imperative if you want to grow. It's absolutely essential. And the good news is, is that you're going to get to see an entire behind the scenes look of our creative ideas coming to life. We're going to be doing a ton of stories on Instagram. So if you're not following me <gasps> still, seriously, go grab your phone, go to the Instagram app. I know you're in there all the time. And make sure you're following me. My handle's James Wedmore. And we're going to be sharing a ton of the behind the scenes videos, concepts, ideas, all kinds of stuff of how we bring a million dollar video series, a million dollar message to life. Oh, so exciting. And make sure to mark your calendars for July 29th. July 29th will be the first day that the best ever video series that we've created. I mean, this is just going to blow people's freaking minds is going to premiere July 29th, 2019. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.